Late Night Conversations with Patricia Nduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Legal Conversations. Welcoming our first A-team guest, uh, Shane Johnson, who's a professional support lawyer at Weber Wenzel. Shane, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia, and hello to all your listeners, the A-teamers. So, Shane, we are all, you know, quite shaky about COVID-19 since it started in 2019. And we had our first lockdown in South Africa, March uh, 2020. We are shaken because there's so much uncertainty around it. And now that there's a vaccine available in the country and the rollout seems to be progressing, we are now wondering if uh, employers have the right to implement a COVID-19 vaccination policy. Do they have the right legally? It's a good, it's a great question, Patricia, and a question that's on the lot uh, uh, that's on the minds of uh, many employers and including many of our clients who we are currently advising. The answer is that um, employers do have the option to introduce a mandatory vaccination policy in the workplace, but they will need to do so in line with the new Occupational Health and Safety Direction, which was issued around a month ago by the Department of Employment and Labor. And just at a a high level before we go into specific questions, that direction basically provides that if an employer would like to contemplate introducing a mandatory vaccination policy, they need to conduct a risk assessment um, and determine whether or not, you know, based on that risk assessment, it is actually necessary for them to make vaccination mandatory for their employees. Who evaluates this risk assessment? Right, so that risk assessment is usually done in consultation with an occupational health and safety medical practitioner or practitioner, um, together obviously with the employer and other stakeholders within the organization. And that risk assessment then goes, uh, has to be filed with the Department of Employment and Labor. Basically, most employers will remember that um, from, tw- from March 2020, they've been required to have a plan in place in their workplace. Um, in order to ensure that the employees are able to work in an environment that is safe and healthy, um, and it assists the employer to manage COVID-19 in the workplace. So basically, this new amendment provides that the employer must conduct this risk assessment, and if they are going to make uh, vaccinations mandatory in their workplace, they need to develop a plan and update their existing plan in all likelihood. They probably already have an existing plan. Update that plan and then send that to the Department of Employment and Labor. Well, it seems like a lengthy process. Um, Do you know how long this process would take to have all the documentation assessed by the department? I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure. I think that will obviously depend on the size of the employer and how many employees they have in their workforce. Um, I know that in terms of the latest direction, the employers needed to um, create or submit or conduct that risk assessment already by the 25th or around the 25th of June. So most employers that were seeking to make uh, vaccination mandatory would have already completed that risk assessment and submitted it as part of their plan to the Department of Employment and Labor. But obviously there might be some employers that are still coming, getting to grips with the actual direction. And I'm sure that they're still going to be submitting their updated plan to the Department of Employment and Labor if they do intend to make vaccination mandatory for their employees. 
So let's say now a particular employer has been given the go-ahead to have a mandatory vaccination um, policy in their workplace. What happens to people employed uh, who don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason, religious health reasons, Mm -hmm. fear of the vaccination? Um, What happens to them and their job security? It's also a really good question, Uh, Patricia. I think that there are a number of employer rights and employee rights um, that need to be considered in this context, particularly from a constitutional perspective. We know that employees are obviously also citizens in this country and they hold certain rights under the Bill of Rights. Um, Some of those rights that are affected here relate to, you know, the right to bodily integrity, the right to religion, belief, uh, and opinion. And many people um, will have certain views around the vaccine and may refuse to take the vaccine. Um, and of course, we know also that at a country level or national level, the government and the Department of Health have made it quite clear that no one in the country will be forced to take the vaccine. In other words, we are not enforcing a compulsory vaccination regime like we have seen in certain other countries. Basically, the vaccine, everyone has a choice on whether or not to take the vaccine. And in the workplace, um, I suppose a similar approach is followed. As much as, you know, employers might say that it is mandatory for their employees to take the vaccine, we know that within our constitutional democracy, you know, there are certain limitations to that mandate. So in other words, an employee can legitimately refuse to take the vaccine if the if those reasons if there are reasons related to um, uh, their right to religion, uh, certain religious views that they hold, or other views that they hold, or of course, like you've already pointed out, if they have a medical reason behind why they can't take the vaccine. So, in other words, a medical practitioner has declared that they are what's called contraindicated from taking the vaccine. If they take the vaccine, it will result in some kind of adverse health impact on them. So if any of those grounds are present, um, the employer will unfortunately not be able to enforce that policy on the particular employee. And of course, it also goes without saying that, you know, you can't have a workplace um, where the employer uh, now allows their staff to enter the building and shoves them all into a boardroom where there's a nurse and then they tie them down to have the vaccine. We unfortunately do not operate in that kind of country um, and that, that certainly isn't permissible. So an employee still has the choice on on whether or not to be vaccinated. But the difficulty there comes in, Patricia, where um, the employer might then need to consider other alternatives with regard to that employee because if an employee yeah, refuses vaccination and it might be on constitutional or medical grounds, they might not be able to then uh, work in the position for which they were employed. Um, in other words, um, in order to protect their own health and safety as well as the health and safety of other employees who might have concerns around unvaccinated employees, then the employer is going to have to consider what they actually could do in those circumstances. So, now, so course, do, doesn't this seem like um, em- employees who are not vaccinated are going to be discriminated against? Yes, uh, and of course I'm not in no way suggesting that an employer should immediately jump to the option of dismissing or firing that employee. That's not what I'm saying at all. But the employer will need to consider at least at the at the at, 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 as an initial step, they'll need to consider whether they can reasonably accommodate that employee in another in another section of the of their workforce into a different position if it's possible. So relocating them to a different position if there is a position open, or alternatively modifying their current role to ensure that they can continue in that role 
but in a manner that is safe um, for other employees, especially if they're working in a, in a team setting. Then it means those who are not able to vaccinate, either because of religious reasons or health reasons, will not be able to go and apply for jobs if they don't have a certificate proving that they're vaccinated, if a company has a mandatory uh, COVID-19 vaccination policy. Yeah, it might be the case. It might be the case that certain employers uh, will, especially for new employees or prospective employees, request that their employee, their prospective employee, provides proof that they have been vaccinated. Um, the question as to whether that amounts to unfair discrimination hasn't been tested yet by our courts or any of our uh, any uh, bargaining council or the CCMA. So I'm, we're not yet sure about the legal answer to that it may well amount to unfair discrimination we know that the employment equity act prohibits unfair discrimination um on various grounds um and so again uh, patricia i suppose i should have opened with this line that given that you know we haven't been in a situation in south africa where COVID 19 or vaccines are something that is is you know important in the workplace these are uncharted waters and employers will need to carefully assess Firstly, whether they want to introduce a mandatory vaccination policy, and if they do, why do they want to do so? Are there proper reasons for doing so? And if they do ultimately impose that policy, how will they treat employees that ultimately refuse vaccination? It all sounds good and well, but uh, definitely for um, the unemployment rate that we currently have in South Africa, it's going to be um, one that I think all parties involved, especially from the Labour uh, side, need to really carefully consider this particular um, workplace mandatory COVID-19 vaccination policy, or else it's going to close up even more people from getting employment. I mean, the unskilled sector, um, uh, particularly. So let's let's hope it doesn't get to that and uh, the constitutional rights of South Africans are upheld. Great. Yes, I 100% agree with you. Shane, how do we get in touch with you at Weber Wenzel? The best way to reach me, Patricia, as always, um, is to visit our website, uh, weberwenzel.com. You'll be able to find my profile on there together with my contact details. But if anyone would like to contact me via email directly, my email address is shane.johnson at weberwenzel.com. Thank you very much, Shane. 18 minutes is 28 minutes after 10. We are going to be speaking to Father Smangali Somkhatra.